Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Welcome once again. It's showtime. Showtime. Guess who's back again? Can I quote Bruno Mars? Is it what is this? Did is this, I do I have to license that? Uh, I think now you've admitted that, that I need to license. Anyway, it is twenty-four karat magic this morning in the podcast studio. This is John Oxford, and we are here with the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com, which may one day be marketingmoneyshow.com, but we don't know because we're just trying to pick this thing up and make it as awesome as awesomeness awesomely can be. I've got the co-host here, the one and only question-answer extraordinaire, Mr. Josh Mabus of the Mabus Agency. Say hello to the people. Hey, man. That's, that, that's and a women. Man. People. 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 All right. Uh, first of all, I want to tell you I'm very disappointed as we begin today. Why am I disappointed, Mr. Mabus? Um, is it about basketball? It is about basketball. You were going to go watch uh, the Cavs play the Grizz? Yeah, and so I'm going ca- to lodge a complaint. This is our podcast. So we can talk about what we want to. But before we get started on any actual usable information, uh, and this may play a little bit after the actual date, but tonight I had <laughs> tickets to go see. It might play after tonight. That is a safe bet. That's true. I was going to see the Cleveland Cavaliers against the one and only Memphis Grizzlies. Grit grind. And I woke up this morning to the news that they Cavs the Cavs benched their entire basically the one and only LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Kevin Love (laughs) are all staying in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean the backstory to this is I was jealous that I was not going to this. Oh, I've been bragging about these tickets forever. And then um, I had a little bit of a retribution since I'm kind of a terrible person. I was able to laugh at Mr. John Oxford's misfortune. Sorry. So, so with y'all thinking about that, I have decided not to even go to the game as a protest to the the Cavs deciding that they're just going to stay home because. Um, and, and if I just decided to stay home from work and someone was paying to meet with me, uh, I don't know. Do they get vacation days in the NBA? They only they only work eighty. Well, they're scheduled rest. They work eighty two days a year. They're scheduled rest. I mean, you saw what happened to Golden State when they didn't schedule rest last year, and yeah, they got to the finals and almost won it. Yeah, a lot a lot happened, right? <laughs> but they didn't win. Would Cal Ripken take a day off? He didn't. Would Michael Jordan take a day off? No. So, so why are these guys taking a day off? Uh, you have to ask it's LeBron. It's bad for the fans. LeBron's going to tweet at you. Well, this is not a sports talk show, although I hijacked it into being one. So we're going to move on from my anger towards the Cleveland Cavs. Are we still going to talk about disappointment today, though? We are going to talk about disappointment. I'm uh, I'm no longer cheering for the Cavs, although I wasn't cheering for the Cavs tonight anyway. I was cheering for the Memphis Grit Grinders. Uh, good luck to Vince Carter and the boys tonight. I hope that they take care of the business of beating – J.R. Smith and his friends is yeah. basically who it is playing tonight. So you can't even name the starting lineup. Tristan Thompson may play. Yeah, Tristan. But the rest of them are all like college all-stars, D-leaguers. I, I, I think they're a little better than that. <laughs> anyway, sorry to uh, digress and waste your time. Today we're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart, 
And some of them we're going to explain so you know what they are if you hear these terms. But today is going to be called the jargon of business jargon. Jargony. Jargony jargon. Number one thing I like to think about when the things and stuff that we think about the things is being that there are lots of words that consultants throw around and you're just like, what are you talking about? Are we going to talk about blue sky? We're not going to talk about blue sky is one of them. And I, I may put How about that blue on ocean strategy. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That leads, those two lead to so let's, other blues. Let's talk about the last five years in consultant speak. And then we're going to go to business bingo jargon. Hey, open the kimono. Uh, I hate that one. Like <laughs> that is literally, that's one that I just walk out of the room on. <laughs> we're going to pull back the kimono, open the kimono. I don't want to know what's in the kimono. Oh, I'm going to just try to salt and pepper as many of these. Oh, I've got it on my list. Oh. So I'm gonna, I haven't, by the so way, I, I haven't seen the list. I'm going to start with the consultant speak. Five years ago, it was, it was social media. Social media. You have a social media strategy. What do you know about social media? And then the consultants came back the next year and said, big data. What do you know about big data? It's all about big data. Then the next year they came back. And said, it's millennials. It's all about millennials. We have a millennial strategy. Right. Well, I mean, all this is is about separation of consultant trying to make the client feel ignorant that they have that they're selling something that the client doesn't have I access to. I feel like to. there's a there's like a consultant consortium somewhere, and they get together once a year and go, "What's the buzzword we're going to push on all the dumb people out there to sell something they don't need to impress people they don't want?" Well, they with might, a product. They might need it, or they might need to know about it, but they might not need to buy this. TM packaged product um, about it, and there is a there is a consortium. It's it's a lot like you remember Spy versus Spy from from um, Mad. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Gotcha. Because they're all trying to kill each other and outdo each other, yet they're colluding. They are for so, your wallet. So I think a year ago, it maybe even two years now, it was all millennials. Everything's millennial, cool millennial stuff, and it's it's the new generation. And now I think the two that I'm hearing. Or however you want to say that, uh, the voice of the customer, the voice of the customer. And then the yeah. other one is client journey. What is yeah. your client journey? Client journey mapping. And I'm like, you know how the client journey at our bank is? They pull up in their car, they park, they walk into the teller row, or they walk and sit down with a universal banker, CSR, whatever you want to call them, and they make a transaction, and then they leave. That's the client journey. And so we go, oh, no, John, you don't understand client journey. No, I understand client journey because that can also be they get on your website or they get on mobile right. and but, they make and a what's transaction. The path they take, but yeah. And look, if you're a vendor listening to this and you're getting hot on the we call don't it, call them vendors; they're partners. Part well, you're a vendor if you're talking about this BS. <laughs> I'm tell you something right now. You listen to me, buddy. How about your buddy? Well, not my buddy either. Listen to me, vendor. <laughs> you're trying to sell people some garbage they don't need. I'm I'm call you out every day. I can't remember the source for this. And this was actually something that's neat. It was um, it's some hardware you can put in in, in a retail location or in any location. Um, and when someone's in your location that has your app, it will heat map where they spend the most time. Fantastic for retailers, grocers, not so much restaurants. I mean, wh where are people going when they're at your location? When are they going there? Like, um, I mean, even movie theaters could use it in a weird way. Like, when are people getting up? out of the movie to go to the restroom and report that back to the film, like this is where the film lagged or something like that. But there was a section about bankers, about banks. And By the like, way, quick pro tip, 
RunP.com is a site if you need to use the bathroom during a movie that tells you the best time to use the restroom during the movie so you don't miss anything important. Pro tip for using the restroom during a movie. Anyway, does it tell you what you missed per the movie it does. when you go do it? It does. It tells you what time to go and what you missed during that time period, but you have to time it out to match the RunP.com suggestion. And I know that's a bad sounding website, but anyway, I'm just, we're all adults here, but I'm telling you, there is a site. So, pro tip if you need that. Look, Little Rabbit Trail. Big cities need to use a restroom. Don't have public restrooms. Way number two, go. It's an app. New yes. York City, you can't find a restroom. Walking around and walking 20 blocks, way to go. Anyway, um, that, that small biological break was brought to you by? RunP.com and waytogo.com. And um, ADHD medication. Uh, exactly. Anyway, it's, just, it's, it's called a beacon. You put it out in your store, but it was about, then they had a tab about banking. <laughs> Where? What's the heat map for a bank? And I was like, uh, probably the. I mean, yes, you may have a, a a promotion station that is for you, not for for them. You know, it's yeah, it's an iPad on a stand, and they go in and they look through the products and they choose it and they. Do but this they customer do. journey thing, I have a problem with a lot of different things, like how how inbound has been promoted and things like that. We may do a whole podcast on how why inbound is not competitive to outbound if you want that send us an email at marketingmoneypodcast.com this customer journey thing really sticks in my craw well the customer journey is called doing business well the other thing is, is <laughs> it's well, just doing business well, well let's pause for a minute it, it's again it is a consultant telling you that they know something about your institution that you don't and you work it every day if you don't if you're listening to this as a bank marketer, and you you don't have a pretty good idea what your customer journey is, so much so that you don't need to pay somebody else to do it. If you don't know enough, and you feel like you need to hire somebody to get it, well, hire shopping. Have, yeah. have somebody shop your branch look, and tell you about it. Here's the thing: it's predicated on your physical branch. What what they're going to do? Are you going to bring an architect in to change it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like of all of the things that you need to be doing to market your bank, is once you get a customer in there. As long as your bank isn't like a friggin' labyrinth maze with the uh, Minotaur at the at the beginning of it, and your customer's name Zelda. Yeah, uh, well, Link is the hero. Zelda's the princess that you're rescuing. It's it's a it's it's easily mistaken. I I stand very corrected. <laughs> I really want to get some feedback from you that you get what I'm talking about here. That I just don't see a need for it. Of all of the things that need to be done, there's a list of at least eleven in front of. And all of those 11 are about attracting a new customer. Totally agree. I, I can't tell you how many partners I have that come in every day and say, hey, listen, the customer journey. What are you doing about customer journey? What are you doing about customer journey? It's all about the customer. And I go, that's called doing business. And it's called the experience that the customer has with you. And we shop our banks. You should have a shopping program. If you don't have a shopping program, you absolutely should have. Because not the shopping program doesn't necessarily tell you as much about the products you have as much as it can tell you about the individual selling the product and if they're a good team member, if they need to do something else. Yeah. Also, it should be noted that these are the Marketing Money Podcast opinions, so send us your dirty emails if you don't like what I had to say. Yeah. If you don't like it, you can uh, you can do what you want to do in your branch. Yeah. I guess voice of the customer sort of goes along with client journey. What does journey. that mean? Boy, it's what the customer wants. It's the voice of the customer. So... So, so is just it, go sit in your call center and listen for half an hour, and you'll get a good taste of the voice of the customer. Voice of the customer. They they want their banking experience to to happen in the background. Look, 
everything I hear or find about client journey invoice to the customer is the less the customer has to deal with the bank and the less they have to actually go on a, quote, journey with the bank, the better and happier the customer is. They don't want to stand the teller line. They don't want to sit at a desk. They have lives. They have lives and things they need to do. Yeah, and banking is a support of that, albeit an important one. But is that different from, I mean, you know, what you want out of a, out of a B of A versus, um, you know, one branch community bank? Yeah, that's probably different. I mean, I, I, I'll say that. Well, customers, are. some people need a little bit more love. Yeah. And some and, people don't. And, um, you know, uh, a CNI customer needs something different than some senior with a, a senior travel account and a, and a safety but deposit But for box. the most part, I would say if you're talking about the average what it is, I'm going to say, and this is Marketing Money Podcast, guys, you can ha- everyone is obviously entitled to disagree. Except for you don't have a podcast. But you can get one. They're not hard to do. Or they're really hard to do. <laughs> but my point, so, so, yeah, yeah. Point being, it's, it's it's a lot easier when we're on the mic side. The the less you have a journey with your bank, I'm gonna say on the whole, the happier the customer is. I'm, I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that. If if you know you're a customer journey specialist, you you need to be reducing that journey. Yeah. If I, if I told a bank customer reduce the touch points, that's what I'd say. Reduce. the If touch I dropped points. an ad right now that said take a journey with our bank. I think people would take a journey away from the bank. Mm. A journey. It, <laughs> don't stop believing. Yeah. I, I just don't see um, to rant, another one, rant over. My, my other one that's my new favorite buzz, consultant buzz. You ready for it? Net promoter score. Net promoter score. Did Billy Bean come up with this? No, it's an actual thing. You can Google it. Net promoter score. Well, I score. can Google a lot of stuff that's not real. No, it's real. Hashtag fake news. It's, it's, Stop. Stop it's fake news. I'm going to read. Net promoter score is a management tool that can be used to gauge the loyalty of a business's customer relationships. It serves as an alternative to traditional customer satisfaction research and claims to be correlated with revenue growth. Does that sound but, like a consultant speak for you? Uh, Net promoter score. Uh, uh, what? Basically called at marketingmoneypodcast.com. I fell asleep for it. It's bit. basically called referral from a customer. That's I, all it is. It's, I, it's I never where will you, a person refer you. I'm looking you right in the eye. I don't know what the hell you just said. Hey, I don't. I don't even know. Go call. Uh, I mean, I know what you said. Is that vendor specific or is that like a universal term? No, it's a universal term. I'm it's, in the it's, business. It's all over. Net promoter score. It basically means you interview hey, a customer hey, and they tell you on a scale if they would promote your business or if they would not promote your you business. You know how I measure that? Revenue. Referrals. <laughs> That's what I said. It's referral. It's a referral score. Hey, you know how you tell somebody will refer you? Yeah. The referrals come in. I think it's it's a caveat worth a caveat to say that I am 36. I'm not 66. So if you know, again, I've gotten some angry darts and some national columns I've written about again inbound and 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 things like that. That I'm just an old guy. Net promoter score, client journey, voice of the customer, yeah, big I mean, data, social look, media, millennials. The thing, the, the thing I want to tell you why you got your little little hot keyboard keyed up <laughs> to, to write something is I'm challenging you. If you're right. Prove me wrong. Show the value. But I'm telling you this, from what I've seen on this, and of course that um, horrible description, I'm not seeing any value. Again, it's not, it's not that it's completely worthless. It's just this, almost after you stack up everything that somebody needs to get up and do first, I run into very few people who have their marketing so figured out that they're doing this fine-tuned honing. And if they do... They're probably a big bank that's got departments doing this stuff. 
If you're a community bank, five or six locations, you're wearing multiple hats, you're having to go from branch to branch, check in on them, make sure they don't have their science fair little triptych up with glitter paint, you know, promoting some local thing, a CD rate that's not even approved or something like that. You got bigger fish to fry. And I just want to make sure that you're keeping perspective. Now, look, let me go back and be speak out of both sides of my mouth. If you've got it all figured out, you've got your customer flow down, your customers are coming in, and you just need to hone it and get a little bit more efficiency out of your marketing system and, and just really fine-tune hone that edge, fine, look at some of this other stuff. But I dare say that the bulk of the people that would listen to this have other bigger things to do first. That's why we talk about budgeting. That's why we talk about strategy. That's why we talk about how to implement tactics that attract customers. And, you know, all this advice is worth what you pay for it. This is a free podcast. This is this is more of just a uh, an angry podcast today. We're, we're talking about... I got up on the wrong side of the bed. Uh, you know, we, we talk about tactical stuff enough. Let us have one where we can just kind of just air some laundry. We're just venting. And then we're going to come back with... You know more tactical stuff on the next one. So, but but, but, but this is ta- this is tactical, and I and I and I want to repeat why it's tactical. What I just said is be very careful because look, there there I've been around institutions that love vendors and hate vendors, and in the middle, looking for a vendor, never want to bring in outside help. Everywhere in between, my thing is what I just said: order your steps in the way the man should go. Hashtag Bible. No, um, order your marketing in a way that you put your most important parts first. I know that sounds like a no-brainer, but some of this stuff that this is this is our armchair opinion of it. Look, we could be completely wrong about it. No, somebody somebody comes back and sells us on it and gives us and actually shows me value. Whether it's right or wrong, I'll say this universally, and this is something you can't run away with if you don't like what I said. I'm not being shown the value in this. Pro tip, tactical tip to the to the partners, vendors, show me more value. Pro tip to the consumer, the bank marketer, make sure that you use this stuff in the right order. We may, we're talking about stuff that you don't need nearly as much as other um, tactics. So just make sure you know where your tactics are. And to that, I'm going to move into a segue when you mentioned vendors to some of my favorite expressions today. Hey, look, you want to reach out? Mm-hmm. So, okay, that was on my list is... If you email me, and I'm saying me, but I'm going to speak for all the marketers out there and all the banks somewhere. Maybe we should have started with this and built rapport. I, I like, so for all you marketers out there and, and all you partners, vendors who may be listening, don't start an email with, I'm just trying to reach out. Or I'm emailing you to touch base. Well, I mean, you're emailing me. I got the email. Yeah, you're emailing me. This is, by the way, I'm just going to go ahead and say, these are hard rules to follow when you're writing an email, like opening an email. But that's why you've got to learn, especially from the creative side. They challenge us to be creative. Got to be creative. Find a way to get to me that's not, I'm trying to reach out. I'm trying to reach. If it says I'm trying to reach out and touch base. If you're trying, Yoda told us, dude, there is no try. Yes. You're already the email came through. Obviously, the, the the attempt was successful. So you're trying to reach out and touch base. Then you've got all these just I need to circle back and blah blah blah. It just it, you've got to get to the point in these jargonal emails that I get. You know, and and so I'm going to go through my list of ones. So action item is one. It's an action item. What's not an action item? The redundant BS that starts out the email. I'm I'm writing you. I'm trying to write you today to anyway. My new thing is, and this is going to hurt some feelings because I know people out there do it, 
But I feel like when I'm ever in a meeting on strategy or bank planning or Alco or whatever it is, and someone says, well, what's the best, what are the best practices? I feel like they don't have anything to add. That's just a cool like thing they have in their head to ask because it makes them feel like they sound smart. When to me, it's like, we're doing the best practices or we wouldn't be doing them. Yeah, we're doing some obviously stupid like fourth or fifth level yeah, stuff over here. So, yeah, our, ours are – we're doing C-level practices hey, because we can, the, the best ones are being done by our competition. Yeah. The ones we're doing aren't the best. Yeah, we're trying. We're just – we're just – yeah. So when someone says, well, what are the best practices? I want to be like – If you have to ask that in a meeting, you leave. probably don't need just to leave. be – I don't – yeah. We, we are setting the best practices. Yeah. So that's, it, now, now I, I would say it is fair – to ask questions in the appropriate circumstances is can we improve these? These are just best practices. Real quick, I had a client come to me, say, um, I need something new. Um, we need something fresh. I think our marketing's a little mundane. It was very appropriate, by the way. So we have about an hour to meeting with the client, brainstorm, and actually get to a really cool idea that is, believe it or not, unique, one of the most difficult things to do in marketing. We talked through it. We go to the whiteboard, and we actually set up a plan right there in the meeting, how we're going to do it. And I felt good. My staff felt good. Client looked at me and said, um, I really like where we're going here, but, but can you do some research and find out where somebody else has been successful doing this? Well, how are we going to be – how are we going to diff- differentiate If you want to see someone that's done exactly what you're pitching I'm only going to do it if somebody else has done it already. And I'm pitching it to you as a plan for you. And we started out the conversation with, let's come up with something new. I guess. Anyway. Oh, that's my favorite is, let's come up with something with new, and di- new and different. And then you pitch it and you come up with a new idea. But no one's done that before. Well, you wanted, that's why it's new. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but that segues into, think outside the box. Yeah, um, a guy said something I really loved about this. He said, before you start thinking outside the box, make sure that the box is empty. Exactly. Make sure Before we go somewhere else, let's see what we got. Yeah, I mean, and look again. I want to throw my experience in, and look, this may be some of you guys. It may be you. It may be your executive management that just gets tired of your um, your ad campaign after six months because you were there. You had an extra six months or three months in it with proofing and conception and all that, and then you're tired of it. Um, we finally just started pushing back with people and saying like. This thing is not dead yet. I'm sorry. I'm going to cost myself money. We're not making you a new campaign. You still have gas left in this one. So I haven't met many people that I would say, including me, who can truly think outside the box. I mean, you have to define what the box is and all this stuff. I know, look, it's just a saying. But, again, if you have to stop a meeting to say, hold on, let's think outside the box – I mean, my answer to you is going to be, well, let's define what the box is. Do you mean, do you want me to stop thinking like a marketer? Or do you want me to stop thinking about it like in the context of your business? Because those are the two boxes that I exist in. And um, anyway, it, it could be very dangerous to think outside the box. I just want to reach out, touch base, circle the wagons with a blue sky strategy to think outside the box What's a blue find, sky strategy? Find, find what does some, that mean? I don't know. Find some synergy, and uh, write me and at, tell me what at it the means. end of the day. I, I need to have a full circle. I need to pick your brain for a full circle uh, meeting. Bulletproof that mo- solution that moves, the, that moves the needle with a bulletproof solution. With a bulletproof, proof. a silver bullet, 
So what, what, yes. Uh, I need a silver bullet. Yes. Yeah. And I can't talk this morning. Two complaints I lodged since we're having our, our morning out today is the people in banks that are what I call vendor defenders. Vendor defenders. I, the coin are, that is my new cliche is vendor defender. Are you a vendor defender? I am not a vendor defender. Unless it comes to you, of course. Then I, then I defend you. But you're not a vendor. You're a partner. Well. <laughs> anyway, find those people. And, I show value and every de- day. Find, find those people in your bank and, and debunk the vendor defenders. Well, here's the thing that I see. With um, efficiency ratings being a big deal right now, um, and they should be. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I am not saying that. We should look it out. Efficiently, we we conduct business, but it's kind of like best practices. Only probably somebody. We're not trying to be efficient. We just want to. Yeah. Only one uh, makes only, no sense. Only one person can have the best practice. By the way, and yeah. that's normally the top of the heap. It's They're, called best. It's it, not it, bestest yeah. practice. Somebody said key points. There are not key points. There's a key point. Yeah. One. Anyway. Use a key to go into one door. You don't have points that you try to use different keys. <laughs> yeah. in. But you could same key could, could get in multiple doors. But that's the outside keys, the box. But multiple keys don't generally work on the same lock. That's right. I guess maybe there's like those employee keys or whatever. Anyway. If you're still listening. I'd, I would. God bless you. Each and every one. But, um, you know, we get an efficiency about contract. And so there's a, t- a dangerous thing that I see happening inside and outside of banks that it becomes so difficult to get a contract through that you wind up just staying with the same vendor because you already contracted with them which kind of shoots efficiency in the foot. True. Um, We've already got a relationship there. You do, but are you getting the best you can out of it? Yeah. And then so, you get a vendor defender. Yeah. And, and, and so that's how that happens. So I would say don't let that creep in um, or try to fight it out. And finally, because we're about out of our a lot of time, let me end by saying, please, please, please quit using the term rock star. Please. No one in banking is a rock star. A rock star has a guitar or drums or a microphone and they make music and they have groupies and fans and they travel the country and do crazy stuff. But John, you're a rock star. Don't I am so tired of being she's a real rock star. He's a real rock star. No, they're not rock stars. Quit using the term. Rock stars. Maybe they're using it ironically. Maybe they are. The per, <laughs> when they say I'm a rock star, that means that's irony because I, I will somebody not rock to say star. Josh is a real Kenny G. He is. He is. He's a real skinny Chesney. That is a true statement. Yes. So let's. That that's just an end of the podcast day complaint. Don't quit using rock star. If I he's a real marketing rock star. No, he's not hey, look, a marketing rock star. I'm real good at it, and I never feel like a rock star at what I do. I feel more like a uh, the librarian and getting everybody to hush, com- combined with a professor with a, a bouncer at a bad dive bar. I just uh, don't reach out, don't touch base, and don't be a rock star. But always bring it full circle. Yes, bring it full circle. And at the end of the day, if you do this, you'll be a really good marketer. So I want to throw back in one more thing since this was a um, complaint session and um, we participate with vendors and partners a lot. Is These opinions are those of John Oxford and Josh Mavis, um, of no other affiliated organizations or Entities and ninety five percent of it is complete sarcasm. It really is. I mean, the thing is, here, here's here's your here's your tactical roundup. And if likely nobody made it to the end who was upset about it to begin with, show value, see through the jargon, see through the jargon, and make sure you're doing your marketing tactics in the right step, beginning with attracting clients. 
Correct. Correct. See through the jargon. And if we're talking about client journey, I'll use the jargon, client journey. Make sure it's what the journey is for your business. And take out as many steps as you can. As possible. Again, signing off for the Marketing Money Podcast. At the end of the day, we're thinking outside the box. My man, Josh Mabus. Touch base next week or two weeks. Yeah, touch base next week. All you rock stars, have a great day. Rock on. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.